Today on The Daily Charge, peer pressure between Amazon Ring and local law enforcement, D23 and what's coming on Disney+, and grab your four-legged best friend, it's International Dog Day. Good morning, and welcome to CNET's Daily Charge. It's Monday, August 26th. I'm Bridget Carey. I'm Maya Zaktar. I'm Alfred Ng. And let's start things on the show like we always do with some fresh tech news. Today, Alfred, you have a very interesting story out about the tactics that Amazon uses to get police to join its ring camera network. It's through lots of nagging, perhaps, emails, a little peer pressure, and offers for free cameras to the employees of the police departments. Now, for those who don't know, this is for the Amazon Ring Neighbors program. It's basically this neighborhood watch app that creates a surveillance network through doorbell cameras. There's about 250 police departments signed up now, but... Alfred, you got a hold of some emails between Amazon reps and those at the police department showing a little bit how these relationships get set up. Can you kind of go through that? Yeah. um, You know, all the cool kids are doing it is something you usually expect on a playground, not in interactions between uh, ring executives and police departments. But that's essentially exactly what we found um, through these FOIA requests. Um, In one email, uh, a ring executive even wrote, you know, not sure if peer pressure is a good thing or a bad thing. Just wanted to let you know all these other police departments that were joining um, the Ring Neighbors Network. Um, And in the initial email they had sent in March 2018, they had sent an email basically saying, hey, we noticed that there's more crime in your neighborhood. Would you like to be a part of our network? And (laughs) Would you like our cameras? Yeah. (laughs) The police department um, in Chula Vista, which is in California, did not reply for about 10 days. And that rep followed up again and said, hey, just wanted to check in. Also, here's a flyer of all our products and uh, $50 uh, discounts for all the police depar- uh, in your department um, for these ring doorbells. That seemed to have gotten the foot in the door. And, um, you know, a little more than a year later. So it's like a discount. They weren't just giving them for free right They away, offered or? like two or three cameras for free just to see how it's used. Okay. Um, and then the $50 discount was just for police departments like personal use if they wanted to get that kind of money. Mm-hmm. If people are using ring cams on their own without buying it or getting it through the police, does the police have access to the, the video that's recorded on the Ring cam? So the way it works is they have a portal once they sign up with uh, Ring and they can request for footage in a specific area. So if I live on a block where police want to know if um, get footage of a crime happening, they can request for footage like around that area and say, hey, we need footage from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, can you? Uh, we're looking into a string of car thefts or something like that. Can you send it over our way? You have complete rights to say no to them but they also know where these cameras are like they don't have the exact address but they have a map of where these cameras are so in some cases we've seen they'll just show up to a person's door and say hey we know you have a ring camera we're looking for footage of this timing can you can you give that over it's very different from when a police asks you online versus them at your doorsteps Mm -hmm. asking for footage like that Mm -hmm. well what are the kind of slippery slope issues that we have to deal with because on one hand it's like okay so amazon's a company and they want more people to have cameras you know so what are the other sides that we have to think about yeah i see the pro arguments a lot where they talk about you know i welcome more cameras in our community um in the sense that you know it prevents like porch 
like uh, thefts or anything like that, mm-hmm. people stealing your packages. But I think it's important to consider that, you know, having all of these cameras in neighborhoods are something that police have never had before. Mm-hmm. For a while, you know, police have had security footage from like businesses or in like cities, but not residential neighborhoods like on your doorstep or anything like that. And it's essentially, you know, getting around um, the normal process of getting surveillance cameras, which the city has to pay for, and now getting citizens to buy these security cameras and then allowing police to basically request for it at any time. Um, And in areas that they've never really had access to security footage before, it's essentially asking people to create their own surveillance networks on the backs of Amazon. So what happens one day if Amazon decides, oh, we don't want to do this anymore? And it's, you know, something that police like looked at as this like massive tool is just no longer available or if they want to hike up the prices on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having the corporation blended in with with this, you know, community service is a little interesting to watch. That's for sure. Um, Thank you, Alfred. If you guys want to learn more details about this, you got to check up his story. It's up now. Ayaz, have you followed what came out of Disney D23, their conference for the Disney Plus streaming service? I've seen all of the stuff from Marvel Phase 4 that was added because when San Diego Comic-Con went on, Marvel showed off what they were going to have for Phase 4. And to, to promote Disney Plus, they talked about the She-Hulk show, uh, Moon Knight, I believe, and also... Um, the Man- well, there's The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yes. That trailer hit. What'd you think of that? Well, for me, like, that looked amazing production quality so i'm excited yeah but it looks cool i mean look boba fett looks cool and captain phasma looked cool and the and the other movies looking cool i don't know if that's enough look at that right there i mean it looks mean, bad I, just, I mean and well what's interesting is that they also revealed this is not going to drop all at once this is something that you're going to get episodes weekly and I could just foresee everyone just how they chatted about Game of Thrones all the time. It's going to be like coming to work Monday or whatever, and you talk about what happened last week on The Mandalorian. Yeah, the production quality looks really high, and the the idea of not going on this full season dropping at one time, I think is really smart when you're setting up a new streaming service in general, so people aren't canceling, oh, I'm going to get it for the month, and it's all gone. I've already watched it. So people will, will keep coming back to Disney+, Plus, even though they have a... I think it's what it's 4K streaming, UHD. They also have seven profiles. All of these really cool features for a low price, but keeping people there using the service month to month, that's going to be important, and that's why it's going to be week to week to week. Joan, our Daily Charge favorite Joan, she was over at D23. So if you want to get more details on that, check out her story up. But we're also going to do things, all right, different for our third one, mm-hmm. our third story of the day. Ayaz, do you know today is International Dog Day? I just found out right now. Well, there you go. Let's talk some dog tech in honor of today. We have with us professional dog trainer Nicole Ellis. Hello, Nicole. And with you is Maggie. Hi. Thank you for having us. We're really <laughs> excited. You know, I don't mind a fluffy story when it's actually fluffy. Very so this fluffy. is this is great. <laughs> All right, so Nicole uh, is visiting with Maggie. Maggie is a therapy dog, and they're visiting in connection with Rover. That's that app that helps you find dog walkers, dog sitters, and Nicole works with Rover to provide advice as a trainer for the dog people panel, right? Accurate. Yeah, okay, and there is news out with Rover today, right? Can you tell us about it? Yes, so today is International Dog Day, and what better way to celebrate than spending the day with your dog? So Rover just launched the Dogs Day Out campaign. And what that is, it's curated walks in 20 cities across the United States that you can do with your dog. And they're to pet-friendly places that not only are pet-friendly, but cater to our dogs. So it's a great way to get out, see your city, see some new sites, and spend time 
with your best friend from going to art galleries to cafes, restaurants, and they range from one to three miles and really a wonderful time just to be able to spend time together. So those are on the rover.com blog. What I think is neat is that even if you're visiting a city you don't know well, like this is a good way to like just get out and sightsee a little bit. Absolutely. And I love finding about new places that not only just welcome dogs, but really want them there. And that's everything from doggy menus to giving the dogs water. And what a great city to live in when they have those kind of places. Yeah, I tried to bring my dog places. I have, a, I have a Labrador and she's about 45 pounds. She's a big dog. So people will be like, you can't bring that thing in here. So yes. it's really nice to see where <laughs> you're supposed to be able to bring your dogs. Because I see people bringing them everywhere where they're not supposed to be. So it's good to have a good... Sorry, this dog's very distracting. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> very, very cute, Maggie. Uh, it's nice to have a list of places to go that's friendly, not only just where they're allowed, but friendly. Absolutely. Maggie, what do you think about it? Oh, yeah. We support the businesses that support animals. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nicole, it's not often we have a professional dog trainer here, so I kind of want to get your experience. Uh, Well, first off, tell us what you do for a living. Like, what is a typical, you know, day in the job for, for what you do? Absolutely. So I'm a celebrity dog trainer and pet lifestyle expert. So we talk about everything from pet products to dog training. Most of my days is going to clients' homes and figuring out how to help them have their dogs be more a part of their family. So that's from going out to cafes and being calm and being able to spend our day together to puppy training to doing fun tricks and getting your dog maybe certified to be a therapy dog, to be able to volunteer together. And I'm a big fan of just integrating pets in our lives. Um, They are part of our family. So what better way to do that than with training? How much interaction do you have with technology and what you do because I imagine there's there's companies who pitch you on things you know but it's all sorts of like new ways I see that tech is kind of weaving its way into dog and owner life yeah so the pet industry is huge they say it's bigger than movies video gaming and music combined so of course tech is making its way in and from a trainer aspect we don't see too much of it there's little bits of it but a lot of it's just about the canine bond Mm -hmm. with the handler and to me that's really important but There is a lot of tech stuff that I do love and that I do support using, especially if it's better for our pet's health, wellness, or giving us some insight into them and providing a better quality of life for them. Um, So a few of my favorite things is Maggie has on right now a GPS. Good girl, I know. They gotta see that though. Oh. (laughs) GPS activity tracker. And so I have her and I have a younger dog and different age range, just like us. They have different expectations on how much they should be moving and how active they are. And this lets me see that. It also will let me track her, see where she's been. Um, And if she's, let's say, she's older, if she's not as active one day, it'll notify me. Is she feeling okay? And these are things I might not notice. We're all busy and have busy lives. And I could be like, oh, you're right. She hasn't been moving as much. Mm -hmm. Let me see what I can do to make sure she's feeling okay. Do apps actually take into consideration the breed of the dog, the age of the dog, to see if this is a normal behavior pattern because my dog's 13 so when she sleeps all day that's normal like her moving around a lot to like what's going on something has gone wrong do they have that kind of data to go against this very much so so my dogs are the same size and but one is two and one is 11 okay and so automatically the app set it up that they have different goals to reach and i can adjust them as well but some of the stuff you won't even see for a few weeks so like it takes into account your dog's itching and activity levels and it take tracks it over time so if there is a drastic change it can say hey something's wrong your dog's itching more your dog's sleeping more laying on one side more and it's amazing they can get that all from this little device called the whistle 
Yeah, and if you'd like to catch us again, you can find us every weekday morning here on YouTube, Periscope, CNET.com at 11.15 a.m. Eastern. And we also have an audio podcast you can subscribe to. All the details are going to be in the description below. But we want to know what you think. So today was a bit different with our guest. If you want to see more of this, give us a like. Let us know. And tell your two friends about us, too. It helps. For The Daily Charge, I'm Bridget Carey. I'm Maya Zaktar. Thanks for joining us. 